Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. You can follow me on Twitter, at Professor Sides. Today is Friday, May 13th, 2022. This episode covers today's best Major League Baseball bets. I'll briefly touch on remaining games at the end of the show in extra innings. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter and pitcher projections, and I analyzed weather data in order to make one pick and one pick only on every game played Monday through Saturday. It doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving the information as to what I like the most and where my head is for each matchup. As you go through the plays, remember there are no locks in game links, so we'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling your wagers. Then in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Yesterday, back to a winning day of about five units or so, three and one on the A plays, missed the Reds over... And cousin Jared and I yesterday we set that up. Right? We talked about how we just loved the over so much. And of course, it was going to be like a three to one game or something. It went four to four nothing. Um, a game that I, I still think over was the right call. And there were a lot of base runners thrown out on the base paths yesterday. There were a couple of balls hit really well, just right two fielders. Um, just couldn't quite get there. And that's why we say right. There's no locks in gambling. I, I think I think over was the right look, but it just didn't get there. We got the other three A plays. Um, as well. So that was a good day. And we'll see if we can't keep that rolling again today. And before we get to today's slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And the only way to ensure you don't miss any college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. And I encourage all my listeners to have multiple sports books in their portfolio, especially ones with reduced juice dime lines for MLB games. With these at your disposal, you can find an edge on just about every game. I have a couple of these that I recommend. The links are in the show's description and on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbooks. Tonight's slate, we got a full one here. I'm going to start us off back to the well here with the Reds and the Pirates. Tyler Alley versus Mitch Keller. Weather-wise, we're going to be in the mid-70s, closing the upper 60s. Winds, slight breeze in, but it'll be about five miles an hour, so it's not going to affect things really whatsoever. Mostly a neutral environment with regards to the weather. The model says Pirates minus 109. Right now, that would offer no value on either side. Um, I'm, I'm going with what I did yesterday with the over i'm only giving it a b grade today i do like the odds they're right around even money at the time of this recording only giving it a b grade because we lost our run yesterday on all the overs um i still think over is the right way to look but i i don't know what's happening with the baseball nobody does and, and that's the problem right that you know the commissioner will come out and tell us it's the same ball everything's fine and then we find out that it's not, and he's like, oh, just kidding, it wasn't. You know, So nobody really knows what's happening here. I have noticed the last week or two, sometimes the ball just is not flying anywhere, and it feels like it's that slightly misshapen ball, that spongy ball you know, that they've talked about. And then in some places, surprisingly, the ball is just carrying like crazy. And I'm wondering if they're starting to mix some of last year's batch in with this year's and we don't know where that ball is going to be. So I'm only going with the B grade on this over specifically 
because if the new batch of balls is here in Pittsburgh, that hurts us a little bit. I'll talk later. There's a couple of places where I'm like, is this the old batch of balls? I don't, I don't really know. It's really hard to handicap with this different baseball thing. I think over is the right play. I think um, both of these teams don't have a good bullpen. I like the fact that if we get to 4-4, we've got a winner. Um, so I like over, but I'm just uh, – the ball last night just didn't carry very well for most well-hit balls. There was one exception to that, but for the most part, it just didn't seem to, to fly off the bat. So I just – I don't know what's going on there, so I'm just going B pick on this total. Um, I think both Mally and Keller are a little bit overvalued. I project both of them to be pretty league average. And I think that both of them just get a little bit too much respect. I think this total should be more like nine um, than eight. So I think there's value in the over over eight B pick for me to get us going there in Pittsburgh. Astros at the Nationals from Valdez versus Josiah Gray. We're going to be around 70 degrees with no wind that's going to affect anything here. Maybe a slight drizzle, um, maybe a delay. They should be able to get the game in. My hunch is probably not heavy enough for a delay. Total-wise, it's a tough one to peg. It's very similar to what Cousin Jared and I talked about yesterday in the Twins game. I don't think the Nationals are going to score a lot of runs here. I don't think their offense is that good, um, just like I didn't think the Twins' offense was that good. I don't really know how many runs the Astros' offense is going to score. I think they're starting to get it going a little bit, but it's still inconsistent. So you could look under, but with Josiah Gray going, who, again, definitely potential. Every once in a while, he looks pretty good. But overall, I don't feel confident enough projecting him to be a good, consistent starter just yet. That doesn't mean he won't. And at some point, every prospect, when they put it together, very rarely do we ever project said pitcher to be good. It's just we kind of have to get that data or whatever. And it, 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 all that to say, when we have these young pitchers, just don't get ahead of yourself. For the most part, if you project a young pitcher to not be as good as his potential – early on, you're going to be right seven out of 10 times. That doesn't mean you'll win 70% of your bets. I'm just saying you'll be right on that projection seven out of 10 times. So in general, as much potential as Gray has, and every once in a while he looks really good, in general, if we just kind of say, you know, pull back the reins there a little bit, we're going to be more right than wrong. And so all that said, I just don't know exactly how many runs the Astros will score. So it makes the total a little bit tougher. I thought about a Matt's team total under, but with Fromber, if you get good Fromber, the Nats won't score at all. Otherwise. They might actually put up a few runs. I think Astros' money line is just a play here. The model says Astros minus 170. I love minus 152. A grade for me. The reason I say this, if we get good from her today, the Astros are going to win this game. And if we don't, we still have a chance to get to the window because the Astros' offense can put up a bunch of runs. And so that's why I said there's just too much variability in the total for me to like anything with that. Um, I just think Astros are the way to look. Even a team total, I just don't really want to isolate. I just want to back the Astros. They've got the better starting pitcher they got the better offense they got the better bullpen they are on the road but minus 150 is too short of a price again model says minus 170 i'm comfortable playing it out to minus 170 maybe even minus 180 if he gets up beyond that it's a pass for me and as the number gets higher maybe drop it to a b pick because you're gonna have to keep risking more anyway with the higher odds so if it does get to ashes minus 170 probably more like a b pick at that point but if you're in the minus 150s a grade for me i want that extra unit on it because I just think there's value at this number. I think the Astros get the job done in Washington. They've been playing really well lately. 
and the Nationals aren't a team that's going to stop that in general. doesn't mean the Nationals can't win tonight. It just means, in general, Astros probably take two out of three this weekend. I want my money here on the Astros at that price. Orioles at the Tigers. 7-10 Eastern first pitch, Jordan Lyles versus Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, two pitchers that I think are pretty solid. Rodriguez projects really well. And I've talked about Lyles before on this very show that he's been very hit or miss over his career. But he's looking pretty respectable now. Again, not great, but pretty respectable. Weather-wise in Detroit, we're going to start off around 80 degrees. We're going to close around 70. Slight breeze blowing in, 5 to 10 miles an hour. The model says the Tigers should only be a minus 123 favorite. So if you have a price like Baltimore plus 130, not a bad look. I really debated going a lot of different directions on this. I think the Orioles at those plus 130 odds offer some value. The Orioles are not awful. And they're not good by any stretch of the imagination. But, I mean, they got the job done yesterday um, against the Cardinals. They hang in games. Um, they got a bunch of guys that no one's ever heard of, but they're not bad. Um, they might not lose 100 games this year. I mean, they're still not good. Don't get me wrong. But they've been surprising. They've they've overperformed. And as the season goes along, I'm starting to give them just a little bit more respect. The model, too, is starting to give them a little bit more respect each game that they're able to you know, impress. Tigers, on the other hand, just keep going the other direction. Cousin Jared and I talked about this yesterday, how surprising it is. Tigers lost again yesterday in another toss-up game. I kind of feel like this is a toss-up game, and if you're getting, like I said, plus 130 in the Orioles, I think that makes a lot of sense. I really look at that angle hard. I like Jordan Lyles. I think he's undervalued, and I think that's the biggest thing to remember here when you're placing a sports wager. If you say this pitcher is good, or this team is good, this offense is good, take another sport, this quarterback's good, What it doesn't matter. Goalie is good. And everybody else knows that it's priced into the line. You don't have any value. You're betting what the line has, which means in the long run, you're going to lose money, which is, again, I can talk about yesterday, right? For so many people, this is entertainment. And if that's entertainment, that's great, right? The idea is to minimize those losses, try to break even. That's that's fine. It's just we have to understand if you have the same opinion everybody else does, you don't have any value. It's not really a smart play. Again, entertainment aside. I think the benefit of backing Jordan Lyles tonight is that I think my data indicates, my eyes indicate that he is being undervalued at this point, and that's where we have an edge. And that doesn't mean the Orioles will win tonight. doesn't mean he'll pitch great tonight. Anything can happen in one night. I just think there's value backing Lyles in one way, shape, or form. I looked at the Orioles. I looked at the Tigers team total under. You're looking at about a number of four, either three and a half with real good odds, four and a half with real heavy juice or four with probably average juice. It's kind of what you're eyeing there. I think that makes a lot of sense too. In the end, I just decided to go full game under seven and a half. It's even money. I love the odds there with an A grade. I, I, I think this is the smartest of the plays simply because the Tigers offense is atrocious. I don't think they'll score, but I could see a real tight, low scoring game. And so I think I don't trust the Orioles offense. And Eduardo Rodriguez is good. So as much as I thought about isolating the team total, I just thought, yeah, but like the Orioles probably aren't going to score five runs tonight. And then, of course, again, you never know they might. But wouldn't be surprising if this is like two to one late, you know, three to one late or something like that. And that doesn't mean that we for sure will stay under, but it means we have a good shot too. 
So I think under seven and a half, even money, that's my A pick. I like the first five as well. Again, I just both bullpens are okay. The bull, Orioles bullpen continues to surprise me. I just I don't rate them that well, but they continue to look good. Tigers bullpen's pretty solid. And again, both these offenses just aren't good. So I just thought I think just don't overthink it full game under. But I mean, there's a lot of derivative markets here, depending on if you want to split your wage or depending on if you want to go a slightly different angle. I think first five under makes a little bit of sense. I think back in the Orioles at, at number at a number like plus one thirty and what I think is a pretty toss up game makes a lot of sense. I think Tigers team total under makes a lot of sense. A lot of different ways you can go. Be responsible. Don't try to, you know, throw half your bankroll in this game in different ways because a lot of these plays are correlated. Uh, but there's a lot of options for this one that I think, even though the game's going to be ugly and two teams that aren't great, I think there's a lot of ways we can make money on this one tonight in Detroit. Blue Jays at the Rays, Kevin Gaussman versus Drew Rasmussen in the pitcher's haven known as Tropicana Field. The model says the Rays should be favored in this game. They're not favored. I don't understand it. Wrong team favored, in my opinion. Rays plus 115, pick for me. It's pretty straightforward. I think the Rays are pretty similar to the Blue Jays. I think their offense might be a little bit worse. I think it's not by a ton. Um, I would give the Blue Jays a slight edge on offense, but it's not a massive one. Um, and I think the bigger that the edge, if you think, if you say, oh, no, but all these hitters or whatever, it's like, yeah, okay, fine, sure. But then I think that it's balanced out a little bit by the fact that the race have a better bullpen. Today with Gaussman and Rasmussen, I'd give Gaussman a slight edge, but again, it's not a lot. I really have liked backing Rasmussen. I project him with a sub four ERA going forward. Um, he's not that far behind Gaussman. So I think this is a pretty toss-up-y type game in Tampa. Gives the Rays a little bit of an edge there that counteracts the fact that the Blue Jays, sure, the Blue Jays have a little bit better of a starting pitcher, a little bit better of an offense. So, I mean, maybe if you said Blue Jays are a slight favorite, maybe I could buy that. But Blue Jays minus 125 makes no sense to me. I'll go Rays plus 115, A pick. I just think the wrong team's favorite here. Total-wise, we've got a number of six and a half. That's a stay away for me. You could look first five under with these two starters. This one's the total's priced pretty right on this one. They're starting to we're starting to see more of these six and a halves. At seven, I like under, but unfortunately, this one probably would have been priced at seven about two weeks ago. We would have taken it under. Today it's today it's not there. I think just stick with the Rays at plus odds. I think it's a coin toss game. And if you're getting plus one fifteen in a coin toss game, that's gonna make us money in the long run. Guardians of the Twins, Aaron Savali versus Sonny Gray. Weather-wise, we're going to be in the mid-70s to start, mid-60s to close. No real wind to speak of. Maybe a little bit out early on, but it's going to die down as it moves along. Total is eight. If I had to, I'd go under just because I don't really trust either one of these offenses. But I don't really trust Aaron Savali either. So I'm not really looking to be invested in this total. Instead, I'll just back the Twins. The model says minus 160. I got a price of minus 156. It's a B pick for me. If it got out to Twins minus 170 or so, that's kind of where I start drawing the line. But I project Sonny Gray to be a full run per game better than Savali. I don't, like I said earlier, I don't really trust either one of these offenses. But you're in Minnesota. 
the bullpens are probably a wash. You just have a pretty big starting pitcher mismatch, in my opinion. And so home, if, if everything else is equal, you got home team with a much better starter. I think this should be priced higher. So I'll take the Twins with a B pick. Minus 156 is the number that I locked in on that one. 8.15 Eastern first pitch, Giants at the Cardinals. Logan Webb versus Jordan Hicks. We're going to bring the Giants out of timeout after their multi-day hiatus after all the frustrating Giants losses we had. For better or worse, we're bringing them out of timeout. I'm a little nervous talking about them. When I didn't talk about them, we got wetters with them. And, you know, I, I was nervous to mess with that success. Weather-wise, we've got some storms in the area that if they hit are going to cause problems. Right now, it looks like they won't. But something to keep an eye on, if those storms do hit the St. Louis area, it's going to cause some chaos. If it misses, we're going to play dry. There's really no in-between. It's either going to be a problem or not a problem. There's no, like, it will rain, it will drizzle. They'll have to figure out if they're going to play through it. It's either going to be a problem or it's going to miss. It looks like it's going to miss right now, but something to keep an eye on as the day moves on. Weather-wise, if it misses... We're going to be about mid-80s to start, mid-70s to close. No real wind happening. Hicks will be the opener for the Cardinals. Go three-ish innings is what it sounds like. Model says Giants minus 122. I'll take the Giants minus 115 with a B pick. I like backing Logan Webb. I think the Giants are pretty good in general. Model says the number should be higher. I tend to believe it in this case. I will back the Giants. Only a B pick. I'm still scarred from all those A losses we had on the Giants, so it'll be a while before you see a Giants A pick. But we got a couple winners with them recently with the C pick, so I'm upgrading to a B pick here, and, and we'll see if they – hopefully we can build some trust with the Giants going forward. 8.40 Eastern, first pitch, Royals at the Rockies at Greeky versus Kyle Freeland. Total of 10.5 in Coors on what should at least start off be a nice nine. Might be a little chilly as it – Gets towards the end of the game, low 70s to start, low 60s to finish. Wind will be across to start and then start shifting towards blowing out as the game moves along. So that'll kind of keep the runs relatively constant from a weather standpoint as it cools down about 10 degrees as the game moves along. The wind going from across to out at almost 10 miles an hour will probably, probably balance out pretty well. Obviously, good one scoring environment at that elevation. I talked all week about how the Royals' offense was very bad. They definitely showed that last night. We got a relatively easy win, fading them against the Rangers. In course, they should score more because everyone does, but I still think this Royals' offense is bad. Rockies are a team. I love fading them on the road and love backing them at home. They they don't go 81-0 and at home and 0-81 on the road, but it's – Closer to that than the math would indicate, right? They have some of the most extreme splits. I don't understand why this number is so low. Minus 135 is the number I locked in on the Rockies. A pick for me there. Models is minus 141. I think it should be higher. I, I would say Rockies minus 150, maybe even up to minus 160. Um, Gricky is solid, but I don't think he's really any better than Freeland. If he is, it's splitting hairs. I think you have two pitchers that are solid in general. I like to back the Rockies at home because their pitchers are just very comfortable. That's not the right word. They're as comfortable as one can be pitching in that elevation since they do it all the time. 
they're less discomfortable <laughs> than the opposing pitchers. <laughs> you know, whatever whatever lens you want to take there. Um, Grinky relies on movement at this stage in his career. Um, I'm not even sure it's deception as much. His changeup is like two miles an hour slower than his fastball. His changeup isn't good because of the speed. So many changeups are, are good because you get ahead of them and you hit it off the end of the bat. Um, his changeup is useful because of its movement. And at that elevation, the ball doesn't move as much. So Grinky's a smart guy. I wouldn't be surprised if he can figure it out, but also to some extent, those elements, you, how, how quick can you figure that out? Um, some pitchers literally never do over, you know, a decade long career. They never really figure out how to master it. So I think Rockies have an edge here at home, pretty much a washed on pitcher wise Rockies bats at home, much better than the Royals. A pick for me on the Rockies. I think this number should be a lot higher. I think we get the job done here with Colorado and it might be my favorite play of the day. Although it's going to come up with this one here, Cubs and Diamondbacks. I really love this one as well. 940 Eastern first pitch, Drew Smiley versus Zach Davies. Total wise, we're looking at eight and a half. It's a total that I want to stay away from. The Diamondbacks offense has been better than average. Um, so it's one that I don't really want to trust there, especially after their bullpen completely imploded the last time we saw them. I just want to we, – we made a lot of money in the Diamondbacks unders early on in the season, and I don't really want to mess with this total today. Instead, I'll just take the Diamondbacks minus 120, a grade for me, as I alluded to. I really like this one as well. The Diamondbacks have been playing so well lately. The Cubs are just very average – Davies is a pitcher that I've talked previously about, one I didn't trust, but he, he looks solid this year and goes back to, again, Diamondbacks bringing in Strami there as their pitching coach. is making all those pitchers a little bit better. And I think what we're seeing with Davies is the pitching coach effect of journeyman, not very good pitcher, can barely hang on to a job pitcher, turned into – respectable league average type pitcher and going up against Drew Smiley for the Cubs, Zach Davies, if Zach Davies is league average tonight, that's edge Arizona. Um, we don't need Drew Smiley to come out here and be Nolan Ryan in his prime, right? We just need him to be average. And so far this year, that's kind of what he's done. He's just been average. And that's again, a huge improvement over the previous Zach Davies. And so as the season's gone along, like I said, I've just kind of been like, I haven't trusted him. I haven't trusted him. All right. So now it's time for me to, I'm try, I, I, I'll trust him here tonight and we'll see how it goes. But, I just he, he he looks again just very average, which is much better than I thought coming into the season. A good pitching coach can do wonders for a guy. I think the Diamondbacks have an edge here on the starting pitcher. Offensively, probably a wash. Bullpen wise, maybe a slight edge to the Cubs, but if you have, of course, a lot of that depends on which guys pitch, right? In general, if you say the offenses are a wash and you've got an edge to the Diamondbacks and the starting pitcher in Arizona, minus 120 is way too short of a price. The model says minus 138. I'm thinking minus 140 up towards minus 150 is probably where the price should be. I love this one. A grade for me. Probably a 1B with regards to my favorite pick right behind that Rockies play. And, of course, keep in mind, you know, 
I gave out that egg pick on the Astros earlier at minus 152. Obviously, I think the Astros are the most likely of the three to win. It's just that when you talk about laying odds, right? It's it's what what terminology do you use for your favorite? Is it most likely to cash or best value in the long run, right? And so that's what I'm saying. The Astros are, of course, the most likely of these three A picks, A sides to win. Um, but uh, I think that the Rockies probably slightly over the Diamondbacks. Rockies, Diamondbacks are the ones that are the combination most likely to win and best value of those three. Angels at the Athletics, 940s to first pitch. Chase Silseth versus Dalton Jeffries. Weather-wise in Oakland, we're going to start off in the upper 60s, close in the low 60s, slight breeze out. Still a massive pitcher's park there. Total of eight. The total... I, if I had to default, I would go under just because of the park. I think eight's probably a little bit too high. But as we talked a lot about with the Angels, the Angels are a team that's really tough to peg with the totals because they've got, they're just so top-heavy. And when those guys start going, if you get a couple of those guys hitting home runs, they can put up runs in a hurry. If they don't, they'll score two runs. Uh, so it's it's really just tough to tell there with a total. Like I said, I default to under, but both pitchers are meh to I don't really know what I'm going to get. Uh, definitely more so I don't know what I'm going to get with uh, Silseth for the Angels. Model says Angels minus 154. I'll lock in a B pick on the Angels minus 139. My thought process here is... You know, we, we backed the Angels two days ago, and they rested both Ward and Trout, which was kind of disappointing. I don't, you know, I didn't, I didn't know that at six whatever when I'm locking in picks, six a.m. or what, you know, when I'm locking in picks. Um, so that's obviously frustrating because the Angels are one of the few teams that who's in the lineup definitely matters because, like, like I said, they're so top heavy on the offense. Um, they've got three, maybe four at most hitters that I'm scared of. And like I said, the rest is just, you know, triple A worthy in my opinion. So those guys, when they're in or out really matter because those guys are good. Um, so that's obviously unfortunate. And you think that at most one of their hitters is going to be out. You never think two. Um, I assume everyone's playing tonight, obviously caveat. Um, but I think the Angels' bats are light years ahead of the A's. The A's bats are just very bad in general. And so starting pitcher-wise is a toss-up. Um, Jeffrey's probably more confident will go deeper, but I don't think either one of these guys is great, but I don't really think either one's going to be horrible. I just – nothing interesting, right? So – Maybe a starting pitcher edge to the A's, but if so, it's very small. Home field to the A's, you know, bullpen-wise, probably to the A's. But those are all small and or not significant edges to the fact that the Angels' offense is just so much better than the A's offense. So minus 139 seems short. Again, the model says minus 154. I'd be comfortable playing minus 150. If it got up to the 160 range, that's a lot tougher. Um, and as I've mentioned before, we've seen more days than not 
money on the Angels, especially once it's confirmed that all their hitters are in the lineup. So if that's what you're waiting for, you better jump fast because my hunch is once that lineup comes out, if we see Ward and Trout and Otani in the lineup, you're going to see a dime jump right there in the price. And so that's kind of where my head is on this one. Anything under minus 140, a B pick that I like. Anything under minus 150, probably still okay in that regard. Once it gets to minus 160, probably more of a pass for me on it. I wouldn't play the A's, but I don't think I'm as interested in backing the Angels in those in the minus 160s, um, personally. Extra innings. Got a few games to run through here. These are all C picks, all leans, all things that I said this is probably the least bad of things, but I could not really find an edge for one reason or another. Brewers, the Marlins, Corbin Burns, and Pablo Lopez. Total for the full game is six and a half. I'll go first five under three with a lean. Brewers bats are getting going, but I don't want to fade Pablo Lopez. I love I love me some Pablo Lopez. Uh, Corbin Burns, also fantastic. Under, I think, is the way to go, but the number's just so low. It's one that I don't really love, and I don't want to be invested in too heavily. Mariners at the Mets, Marco Gonzalez versus Max Scherzer. I'll take the Mets minus 210, just a C pick, because the number's just too high. I think the Mets are the side to back here. I think Scherzer's fantastic. Um, Gonzalez continues to get worse every time he pitches in my projections. So the Mets are the side I want to be on, but at that number... I can't get excited. Total's only seven. I can't really get excited for a run line with a low total. Maybe a look run line, but if so, I just it's still the same sort of thing. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to lay odds still on the run line on this one. So I don't really love that. I'm back in the match just with a lane though. Padres at the Braves, two teams I've not done well on this year. Model says there's a slight edge on the Padres. I'll back it. Padres plus one thirty five. Only a lean. I don't really love you, Darvish. I haven't really been thrilled with Max Freed this year either, though. Again, two teams I haven't done well on, but I'll just I'll go with the Padres. The model says there's an edge, and it's plus odds, but not one I'm overly confident in. Red Sox at the Rangers, Dick Pavetta versus Dane Dunning. I'm back in the Rangers, minus 107 with a lean. Model says slight Rangers edge. A little surprising that the model likes the Rangers here. I'm not sold on Dunning, but the model thinks Dunning's a lot better than Nick Pavetta. That's where it's coming from. Uh, Rangers offense, not great. Red Sox offense has... Season, but maybe coming along this week. So if the Red Sox offense, you know, had scored two runs a game earlier this week, I I, I would go, I could go with B pick for the Rangers, but the Red Sox offense, if they're getting it going, their offense is much better. So kind of some conflicting thoughts there. So only a lean for me on the Rangers at minus 107, not one I love. Yankees, the White Sox, Garrett Cole versus Vince Velasquez. In general, I thought Velasquez has pitched pretty well and I'm not, Overly sold on Cole. Cole obviously still a good pitcher. I just he was being priced like he was great, like he was still you know going to win the Cy Young. Yankees have been on fire. I don't want to fade them. Um, they destroyed Dylan Cease last night, which was surprising that they just had their way with him. I'll go lean on the Yankees. It's minus one seventy four. Similar story to the Mets. I just don't like the price. You could definitely go run line on this one. I would go under, but man, that ball just flew last night. There were a hundred runs in that game, I think. And so, I'm I'm, not, I'm passing on the total just because I don't if if it is last year's batch of balls in for the series, and the ball flies again. I don't want to be on the under, so I just don't really know what to make of this total. I back the Yankees. I think they're the side to be on. Maybe you look run line. I just don't like the price. It's only for me. And then last one, Phillies and Dodgers. 
Got us a win with the Phillies last night. Starting pitcher flips tonight. Dodgers have a huge edge with Kershaw over Gibson. I'll go first five under four, just a lean. Same thing, the ball was flying out. Tons of runs last night. They are surprising for L.A. So it's first five under four. Kershaw's fantastic. Gibson, again, as I've always said, I don't think he's great. Does seem to overperform his metrics. I'll go first five under, but only a lean because if that ball's flying out again, we're gonna be we're gonna be dead in the water on this one by the by the third inning, so I don't want to be over invested in that one. So to recap my picks, I've got the Astros minus one fifty two, I've got the Rays plus one fifteen, Rockies minus one thirty five, and the Diamondbacks minus one twenty one a total. That's the Orioles and Tigers under seven and a half at even money. I tweeted out two hockey picks as the odds moved throughout the day. There was just too much value to pass up. We split those again yesterday. Almost got the winner in both. Took the Leafs as the odds got higher and higher. They fell in overtime. Anytime you get plus odds in overtime, though, it's a good play. Tonight, another Stars game. Important to note here, though, I'm not going full game under. And the reason why weird things happen in elimination games also, with the game being backed in Dallas, I don't think the Stars are going to feel forced to play the most boring hockey game in the world. I think that's where they're going to try to go. But it's just a little bit of a different dynamic. The only game in this series that's gone over was in Dallas. The A picks that I've had on the under have been in Calgary. If it gets to game seven, I think full game under would probably be an A pick as well. Obviously, depends on the odds. But for this one, I'm not going full game. With it being an elimination game, you might see some weird early goalie pulls. Um, it, it's just a different setup in Dallas. I do think under's the right way to look, though. And so instead, what I'm doing is I'm going to go first period under. I'm going to give this a B grade. I don't want to be overinvested in just 20 minutes of hockey. Hockey's already random as it is. So only a B pick for me. But first period under, one and a half goals. The odds are minus 135. I think. The game plan for the Stars is going to be come out slow, keep it close, and then I don't know what's going to happen as the game moves along. A little bit in the second period, but especially into the third, I have no idea what's going to happen. So I think it's going to be maybe a little bit like that Bruins-Hurricanes game last night that was 2 nothing entering the third, and then just stuff went crazy. And so I expect it to be low scoring early and then i don't know which is why i don't really like the full game under as much if i had to pick it i'd I'd pick full game under with these two teams but i think first period under is the safest play we can get one goal we can't allow two b pick for me there and that's all i've got for you today thanks for tuning into another episode of picks with the professor a reminder check out the google sheet for model picks projections and results you can find that link at the website www.pickswiththeprofessor.com if you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. Until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.